Thank you for joining us. Kevin Miller in the morning, KIDO Talk Radio. Joining us now, Dave Petso, the Petso Center. Petso Financial. Dave, good morning. Good morning. Good election day morning, Kevin. Dave, let's uh, let's begin with, um, first and foremost, the state of the economy. Well, the state of the economy, as we probably have heard on uh, uh, every political ad or commentary, thank goodness we live in Idaho. I, ca- I can't even imagine, uh, you know, how many ads you'd have to watch and listen to in some of these battleground states. But uh, the, the economy is in, is in one sense in the eye of the beholder, but uh, I think in anybody's agreed sense, even if you're not running on the economy because you've got nothing good to talk about, meaning the liberals, we're not in a good place with the inflation situation at all and the Federal Reserve attacking it way too late. They were way late to the party, and now they have to, have to be super aggressive. So state of the economy, inflation is going to – the fight over inflation is going to cause a recession. We don't know when. Maybe it's a possibility we're in one now, but it's coming. It doesn't seem to be that it's going to be a bad one. But how, how can you ever predict what the future is? What if we have another event that causes that to happen with energy prices out of control? Joe Biden in office another two years. We will not be resolving that problem. So we will continue to deal with high energy prices, problems with diesel, all those other things, which spill out into everything in the economy, Kevin. It's hard to imagine the economy actually getting much better. Uh, it will bubble along, in my opinion, but that's where we're at. And that's what investors are parsing through in the markets and trying to figure out how bad that recession is going to be. It's a foregone conclusion in the market's mind that we will have a recession. Well, um, some say we're already in it. Let's uh, use the knowledge that we have from Dave Petzo, the Petzo Center, Petzo Final, uh, Financial, right here on KIDO Talk Radio to to delve a little deeper. So what is the... You know, most of us, we hear the Fed is going to raise rates and the the initial reaction, uh, you know, rates, mortgage rates go up and maybe credit card rates go up. Although I don't know how you can go from, I guess there are rates over 25% for credit cards. I, I mean, that seems to 20 to 25% when they hit you with the introductory offer, the bait and switch. Um, but what does it mean when they say we're going to raise at three quarters of a point, another one's coming? What... How does that really influence all of us? And can you take us behind their decision-making process? You told us uh, they reacted too late, and it's just adding fuel to the fire. But what does it all mean when Yellen and Biden, and they say all these highfalutin things? Yeah, very good question. And it is, is, I I wish that people uh, took a more active interest, if you will. I wish, you know, I I don't want to just blame, you know, teachers and institutions, our lack of knowledge on this. It is complicated, period. Um, and, and I think what complicates part of this for people is that there really is a lack of interest because they don't understand the basics. And if you don't understand the basics of the economy, this makes it very difficult to layer on more complicated issues, and the Federal Reserve is, and they speak in gobbledygook. And so when people like me come on and, and, and talk about the fact that they're late, I appreciate that people don't understand what the heck we're talking about. But let me just quickly state that there. When they raise interest rates, um, not trying to get too far in the weeds here, but when they raise interest rates, what that's going to do is cause everything in the economy to cost more. And you might say, well, I'm a saver and I have money invested in the bank or whatever, and I, so I'm very happy to get, finally get some interest on my money. That part is true. 
However, the economy net borrows money from those savers at very high rates, and they will borrow less, causing less economic activity when rates are higher. It also can force businesses out of business if rates are too high. For example, the over-leveraged contractor who now finds bank rates to borrow money to complete that subdivision that is a years in the running dies because he, the bank interest is just too high. When that happens, we, we see, obviously, they're not employing as many people. So if you will, on a very small basis, you multiply that out. And what I think also most of us don't get is the idea of how big the United States is when we see a natural disaster, for example, uh, like the hurricane. It, we, we see things like that and think, wow, that's going to have a big economic impact. And we realize it's just a tiny sliver of the United States. And that's just the United States. So think the world and how big that is. And you multiply out a few businesses by a few hundred in your state, by a few thousand in your region, by a few million across the country, you see the economic impact beginning to happen. That's what happens. People, people then can't afford homes because they are priced out on a mortgage. So that slows down construction. We also see that on auto sales, uh, people borrow money on cars. Now the rates are higher. They buy, buy less cars because they can't afford them. So that's the economic activity being slowed down by rising interest rates. And that is what the Federal Reserve is targeting because they let money supply growth grow so much. And money supply is simply money in the system that's considered to be cash or cash-like sitting on the balance sheets of companies and individuals, meaning in the bank accounts, money supply exploded and the Federal Reserve let it happen. They didn't have to. Congress made it happen legislatively with all of this ridiculous money out of Washington, D.C., and inflation got out of the bag. They were late because they kept on their plan with QE and keeping rates low too long, Kevin. That's why I keep saying and blaming them for this. They kept them too long, sure. too low, even though they knew inflation was out of control. That's why I blame them. Dave Patson joining us. Kevin Miller, KIDO Talk Radio. Um, big story this week that Idaho's largest builder, Corey Barton Homes, laying people off. We're hearing there's a lot of belt tightening going on. What are we missing? How has it all changed, with the exception of the high energy prices, the inflation, that is causing people to lose their jobs? Even neuroscientists are being laid off. What's really happening here uh, that that I'm missing, that other people are missing? It just seems like uh, we got through the pandemic. Uh, Maybe some people were laid off. Obviously, we want to be respectful of those people that lost their businesses, uh, as we covered during that time. But it's odd because all of a sudden, nope, we've got a belt tight and we've got to get rid of people. Uh, is this an overreaction or am I missing something? No, it, it, it's probably a little of both. I, I you know, I, I don't want to punt this ball and, 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 and not answer the question. It's just that it's difficult to see anything coming. And so when, you know, everybody in, in hindsight, everything is so super clear. And then there's super pe- super smart people that say they got it right when they really didn't or got only one tiny aspect of it correct. It's just the future is very difficult. And so when we, we, we also look at this and go, what are we missing? 
we're not missing anything, Kevin. It's it's just it's predicting the future, which is you know incredibly hard to do, and in fact is impossible to do because there's always always so many moving parts. In this case, the moving parts where everything was fine to Idaho and rates were fairly low. The Federal Reserve was starting to raise rates, and they telegraphed it. But the Federal Reserve also telegraphed the fact that they didn't think that they'd have to raise rates very much. And even though, and so they're also saying it was transitory. Now, many people correctly, I'll put myself in that camp, said this is not transitory. It's very real. Money supply is there. But what we missed, myself included, was the depth of uh, the, the problem and the lack of response when it came to energy prices. And then you start layering on things, the effect of food prices, which is predominantly the war, you end up, if you will, exacerbating the problem, and it got bigger, bigger than people predicted. And uh, that's really what happened. It wasn't that people weren't predicting inflation was going to be a problem. It just seemed to go a little bit higher than people thought. Now the push for interest rates is all catch-up and has finally pushed people to the point where I think they are overreacting, Kevin, in many businesses. Whether it's Silicon Valley, uh, you're saying we're going to fire half the people at Twitter. Well, now they're deciding maybe not half. But you get the point. There, there's a lot of people. Facebook is laying off a lot. They have had a problem for a very long time, but it's structural to them. But what is real is you're seeing Google, Amazon, Facebook. Anyway, they make money by advertising. Some money. Uh, they make it in all, lots of other areas, too. But advertising has come way down because people are pulling back and saying this could get worse. We're heading to recession, and I'm going to make sure that I'm staying in business. We're not going to expand right now. It's slowing down everything, and we were looking great in Idaho. And now I think it's more of a, a as you say, an overreaction, but it's not an overreaction. You've got to save the enterprise first. Now you can go ahead and be aggressive when things look like they're bottoming for you. Dave Petzo joining us, the Petzo Center, Petzo Financial. It just seems odd that, all of a sudden, uh, we see people laying people off, and most people attribute it to the cost of goods. Now, we've covered the financial aspects of it, but we have people that, you know, you have to pay people more to work. I mean, Dave Petzo, you and I used to joke about the minimum wage, and it's fascinating because the federal minimum wage, the Idaho minimum wage, is seven twenty-five an hour. But if you go to any place, um, you want to work at the new... Um, mcdonald's and star they start you out at 15 bucks an hour taco bell looking for people and well you're busy but i'm thinking man i could i could get some free well i don't need any free food from those places but uh the the wage inflation (laughs) continues and of course the added cost of goods um is the solution just uh reducing the cost of energy or is there something more here on kido talk radio there's much more the supply chains were broken and um once again we think with a little bit of time, it's all going to be mended, and it isn't. We're still fighting COVID in China. China's become another one of those mysterious, weird things out there. You smelled it a long time ago, Kevin, but maybe not to a perfect reading in a sense of, of how bad an actor they were going to be, how quickly they were a bad actor. And again, I'm not saying you didn't nail it. You nailed it. But my point here is that we expect getting the future just right, and we can't. And when we see things like China coming into play, which is a supply chain issue, it's a privacy issue, it's a technology issue, you're spying all of these things. So companies are pulling back there. 
that part of the supply chain was broken by COVID, exacerbated by China, and still not online in China. And so we're still dealing with those problems. So we, uh, again, and we still feel this way, I, I, we don't say no to more government. If they're going, we, we, we jump in bed with them. We're Micron Technology. We jump in bed with them um, because they're going to give us some money. And so now we've got government bureaucrats that don't know anything about chips. They really don't, not compared to what the people in it do, are going to be dictating rules about how we're going to dole the money out. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing, but that's exactly the mental thought process of shutting down. A shutdown governor of all time has got to be Newsom, right? And so he goes over and flicks a switch in California, and the arrogance of it is that he thinks he can flick the switch back on and California will work again. And it won't. It takes so long to now repair broken lines. And imagine just a few businesses along those huge supply chain routes that went out of business. They're gone. And so that makes it now somebody else has to figure out how to not only fix theirs, but take over this part over here that the other competitor that went bye-bye was doing. It's broken, and it's, it, it takes a long time to repair it because they intentionally went in and broke it. So this has caused a, a massive amount of problems uh, for getting goods and services and everything else, causing prices to lift. And now demand has finally been crushed by the Federal Reserve and the fact you can't get anything done and the layoffs and so on. So we're heading into that negative spiral now where the bad news gets worse before it gets better. And that's going to be, uh, I think, a, a, another, if you will, dripping on us about how bad things are. So, Kevin, I think that I, I think we're heading into a rougher patch, and it will feel worse than it actually is economically. As right now, it feel it, it, it feels better than it actually is. Underneath, it's sick. More coming up with our friend Dave Petzo next. Kevin Miller, KIDO Talk Radio. Blessed to be with you, our friend Dave Petzo joining us, the Petzo Center, Petzo Financial. Kevin Miller in the morning here. So, Dave, not to date you too much, but let's go back to the old Arab oil embargo when you were young, Dave Petzo. Maybe you had longer hair. Maybe you wore bell bottoms. I don't know. Maybe you were celebrating the bicentennial, the spirit of, 1976 and 1776. Um, how does this economy, the Obama economy, when it all crashed, compare to our old friend Jimmy Carter? Eerily familiar, Kevin. Eerily familiar. It's um, it, it, it's 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 frustrating. You, you know, when you think about that, and, and there's so many things really that. I think are very similar to now. We had a very divided country as well at that time politically coming off of the 60s. People forget that as well. Now, I was a young man, as you said, uh, not really even a man, but uh, certainly remember the 70s, gas lines, super high inflation, and my dad being pretty angry about all that. I mean, I'm sure we all remember things like emotions much better than we do anything else and i remember him also saying that if jimmy carter won the election in 1980 he would be running he would be moving we'd be moving out of this country so 
Fortunately, he didn't. He didn't have to make that decision, but there you go. It was a difficult time. And we now have, are faced with stupid energy policies that they won't stop. What was really strange about this to me is it seems to me like this was a very easy pivot for Joe Biden and company as if they really just wanted to lose the election on so many things. Because the, the, you get so entrenched that if, if you're never wrong, which is ludicrous, we're all wrong many times. And sometimes you just have to say you're sorry to people you love because you're wrong. You behave wrong. We make wrong decisions. It's just we're humans. And to expect a, somebody to not make mistakes is ludicrous. But this this president seems to not ever admit when they make a mistake. And when it came to energy, it was an easy pivot. And instead of opening up and really drilling for more and maybe actually opening up a pipeline saying things have changed in the world. And we are going to pursue green energy like crazy. We're going to spend zillions of dollars. But in the meantime, until we bridge that gap, we've got to create more energy for us and our allies in the world. He'd have been a hero. But that's where we are, and that is exactly what they did in the 70s, Kevin. Exactly what they did in the 70s. And, 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 and this whole idea, which is so stupid, it didn't work in the 70s. It caused even worse high prices was this idea that it's the fault of the energy companies, that their profits are too high, and so they should make less of it. It just is absolutely crazy because if you think about Exxon losing $20 billion in, 19, in 2020, that's not okay that they make $20 billion and get back the next year. It's, it's absolutely ludicrous that you expect them to spend so much money on the infrastructure and then trust us to build out more infrastructure and get their money out over a 20-year period and not be able to trust what the tax rates are. Therefore, your return on capital is zero. Why do you do it? And, and, and we're doing the exact same thing. It was absolutely um, the, the wrong idea then. They told them that. We have now have history showing how wrong an idea that is. And Joe goes in and doubles down on it. It's just absolutely amazing to me how stupid our administration is. I mean, just really rock stupid about so many decisions when it comes to the economy. Our great friend Dave Petzo joining us, the Petzo Center, Petzo Financial. Your thoughts on the fear going on? And let me just expand on that for a moment. We have people, we had uh, a young man call in yesterday and said, Kevin Miller, I'm a truck driver. There's a diesel shortage. And he wasn't a political activist. He called in and he said, look, you all need to vote because we need to get the diesel rolling so I can keep my job now. A truck driver is one of the most secure jobs in America. And yet here he is calling into a talk show worried about his job. And now we've had people saying there's going to be food shortages. And a lot of people, maybe it's their personal opinion, I'm not talking about the callers, but I'm talking about people that are always looking for clickbait. They put up these bogus articles saying that there's going to be a f food shortage in Idaho, a fuel shortage. Now, to contrast that, we're seeing that in the Northeast where they're talking about that in New England. But as mm -hmm. someone who, um, you know, you're looking at everything, uh, you're at the air tower, you're the air tower controller. What do you make of the fear that is going on and are they legitimate concerns? 
Kevin, they are uh, legitimate concerns, and it also is a, a symptom that I was alluding to before where it, we're sick underneath. This economy is sick right now, and, but it does, it's not showing up in the numbers yet. And the, then the numbers are going to get bad, and we're going to feel worse than we do now, and we're going to become more fearful which causes it to go on because businesses will pull back. That's why when you feel the sickness underneath, you know the economy is going to get worse, and people feel it. Even if they're not economists, they're truck drivers, and they're out there and they feel it, and they're going, I, can't, I don't think I should. You know, Just bumping down the road thinking about it. Maybe I'm going to expand. I'm going to maybe go get that new truck that I think I can afford because right now I've got money in the bank but no, it just feels like it might get worse. Maybe I better just pull back right now. One person pulls back another and a thousand, and then all of a sudden they're not selling as many trucks. All these things are real in the, in the economy, and they happen person by person. But I want to say this, and this is my only prediction. Well, okay, I'll make other stupid predictions because I'm human also and everybody does it. What's going to happen is that we are all going to get more fearful and we're going to spend less. Inflation is going to come back down. That will take months for those numbers to show up in inflation coming down. But we're going to feel terrible, and we're going to pull back, and we are going to have a recession. I believe we are. Now, the market is already, the stock market, the economic predictions are showing that. I don't think it's going to be that severe because it's just simply too big a world, and we're not fully open yet either from, the, from COVID. There's still resolutions coming along the supply chain and things like that, like we alluded to before. So there are opportunities for the economy to continue to bubble along in spite of fear and pullback. So the numbers are going to get worse, and people are going to feel worse. But then underneath, we're healing. And we won't feel that until we are actually healed Markets will take off because they always bottom during the darkest times. And people will be left standing there, if it will, in the stock market, waiting for good numbers. And it doesn't matter what period of time. It happens every single time that markets bottom well before the data bottoms. And I think to your, to your point, it's a great observation. It's that inside, that, that feeling inside people have that emotion of how they're feeling that pulls them back. And it's that fear of where we're going, and, and, and that's real. And, and, and without leadership, and Joe Biden is not a leader. He's always been a follower. But literally, the most powerful man in the world is not a leader. Is a frightening position for the world to be in, and you see all kinds of issues from that. We need a leader, and I'm hopeful that this election will change that because that, I think, is one of the reasons why underneath we are sick because we have no leadership. None. None. There's just no ideas of what to do. It's just not his fault. But there's no ideas going forward. And when we have no ideas and no leadership, right. why would I think it's going to get better? Dave Petzo, we could go on and on, but we'll listen to you this Saturday. We appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you, Kevin. You have a great rest of the day. And again, happy Election Day. Great for our democracy. Let's see how it goes. Words to live by our great friend Dave Petzo. Thank you, Dave. We'll see how it goes.